What's up, you amazing listeners and viewers tuning in from whichever platform you like to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and all major streaming platforms. And I'm back with this amazing show brought to us by TMB Naturals and Visionary Hydroponics. Be sure to hit that like button, comment down below any questions or anything you'd like to add to the conversation, and be sure to follow along from whichever platform you are listening from and hit that notification bell so you never miss out on a new episode. In today's episode, I have a very special guest another fellow content creator, a fellow podcaster, and most importantly, a fellow passionate cannabis enthusiast, one who grows in organics and one who consumes. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Cortez the Conqueror onto the show. Thank you so much, Cortez, for coming on. Yeah, definitely, man. It's a pleasure. I'm uh, extremely excited to have a chat with you. After looking at your Instagram, just seeing the plants you're growing and seeing what you're going to be bringing to the Duke Rose Cup. What's up? Yeah, yeah, it's right behind you. You, uh, um, it's definitely going to be a gorgeous one. I, I highly suggest whenever I give uh, him a chance to say his socials later at the end of the show, everyone definitely check out his uh, Instagram because the plant he's going to be taking to the DGC Cup uh, this year is actually quite phenomenal. Now, without breaking too much into that early on of this podcast, if you're familiar with the show, I always ask all brand new guests a fun question to start off, and that's, what are your three favorite strains you've ever smoked in your life? or what are your top strains you're consuming currently okay so um as far as favorite strain don't hold it against me i know this is kind of like a bunchy subject i guess for me it's actually blue dream Ooh, okay when i say that is because i don't know it's kind of like you know how like people will go places or like on a trip and get like a tattoo or something but when they look at it or it's almost like with music like when you hear it it kind of like takes you back to a different place or a different time if i smoke blue dream it, you know it kind of takes me back to like 2008 so i'm like oh uh, all right kind of okay like a nostalgic factor you know i like that that's awesome do you have any other favorite strains out there yeah um let's go off stuff i've actually grown personally um I'm definitely liking the Sangria Slushy from Lit Farms. Okay. It's definitely a jam right now. It's actually a Runts Cross. It's red Sangria times Runts. Mm. But the Fino that I have, the cup that I have, it's super gassy, um, really purple. Even the Keef on it's purple. But it's kind of got like the tropical fruit kind of like on the backside. So it's kind of like the in your face gas burnt rubber with like the fruit on the backside and it's got the perp going. Okay. Um, let's I like take that. It to auto flowers for a second for the third one. Um, I don't know if just off the top of my head, I would probably go with the gorilla cookies from Fast Buds. Okay, that's actually one I've been eyeballing, and I've had a lot of people tell me it's what I have to grow. That and the Dutch Passion, I, I think that's the Dutch Passion they have. But uh, okay. absolutely solid Gorilla Cookies. Oh, man, that's a beautiful strain cross, and I've seen that from Fast Buds many a times be posted. That's gorgeous. It's a really good yielder, too. And um, if, you guys, if you're familiar with uh, Fast Buds, pretty much anything out of their cookie line is just an absolute stud. Like, even just their <laughs> original uh, Girl Scout cookie. Really good yielder. Um, not always so short, but stout indica okay. dominant, you know? 
Okay, that's always fun. It makes for a fun time to grow an autoflower. There's so many, so many people who kind of uh, diss on autoflowers and or haven't grown autoflowers yet. And I always try to get so many people into growing autoflowers. It's such a, they're such a fun plant to have in your garden, and they make for such a fun, unique cultivation experience. Which leads me into my next question. So, have you always been a stoner? And when did you get into smoking this devil's lettuce we all know and love? Okay, so. I'll be honest with you. The first time I ever smoked weed, I was like nine years old. Whoa, <laughs> young. youngin over here. <laughs> but at the same time, I would say I probably didn't really start like smoking weed, smoking weed till I was like 12, 13, somewhere around there. Okay. So take us back. What was this nine-year-old story? How did this begin? Did, was it a family member that got you into it? Were you just a little rebel as a child? Oh, uh, yeah, it was like family member. I think it was like a foster kid or something my mom was taking care of at the time. But he just kind of okay. like, we had this house and there was like a little property behind it. I think it was only like an acre or something. But uh, okay. he was like, hey, come behind the shed. And he like had it. And I smoked it and coughed for like 30 minutes. It like wasn't even enjoyable. Didn't, I, I don't even know if I got like high or not. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, yeah. Okay. I mean, at nine, how, you wouldn't even know. You'd probably just think the euphoria or your 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 own brain could probably make you think you're high. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, that's funny. So you get smoking and now when did you turn into an actual stoner? Did you uh, start growing at a, like an early age or were you just always kind of a stoner through high school? So, yeah, I actually did start growing kind of early. I think the first time I ever, like, grew anything, I was, like, 15. Um, okay. I've told this story before, but it's kind of funny. So, like, um, we had had these, like, reptiles, these, like, lizards or, like, iguanas or whatever, like, <laughs> years prior, but they died. But we still had, like, uh, the light fixture for, like, the reptile cage down in the basement and i don't know how i thought of it but i had my cousin take me to ace hardware and i got these like grow grow light bulbs that like mm -hmm. screwed into the fixtures so i had like two of those um as my reflective material like <laughs> this was so long ago like blank cds were a thing so i like <laughs> went into my closet i had the timer with like the little peg things on it the manual timer two uh iguana light fixtures <laughs> with the grow lights in it with like a hundred blank cds just kind of like taped or scotch taped around the <laughs> then, i love um, it i love it i didn't even really know what i was doing like i don't know my mom found them had to take them down um and didn't know about like changing the light cycle or anything so it took like two or three times before i actually got to harvest but i did get something but you know it was just like young stupid like took it right away like way premature uh i did grow i want to say it was like 16 or 17 it was over a summer and we grew in these woods that was like in the back of the subdivision Okay. How did that go? Was it a fun experience or was it kind of like uh, just you threw some seeds out there and just saw what they did? Um, I almost want to say I started it in like a solo cup and like a windowsill and then okay. eventually went out there. But it ended up being like, I don't know, like a 10 foot plant. Like it was definitely 
a good okay. amount taller than like all of us were. Did it end up flowering? Did you guys get to see a flower? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. End up uh, flowering. Ended up harvesting. Actually, like I remember going to get it, like super sketched out. Like weed was still like illegal in Illinois. We're in like the suburbs outside of the city, like outside of Chicago. <laughs> so you know, cops are kind of like got nothing better to do out there. Yeah. Walking through the woods, going to get it, cut it down, like trying to get back home and like the dead of night, it's in like a garbage bag. And like every time you step on a stick or something, I'm like, oh, like it's cop or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like sweating bullets. You're just anxious as all get out. No, I totally understand right, that, right, man. Right. It's like that old school gorilla growing style stuff. So now, <laughs> exactly, exactly. When did you kind of get into actual cultivation? Like when was, when, when would you say you kind of, started educating yourself dialing yourself into research getting items that were a little more like hands-on with uh real cultivation equipment right so i would say that definitely came in my adult life like i'm 35 i'll be 36 at the end of june but as far as what i'm doing now i'd say i've been doing it for like a little over two years now and okay just been perfecting my craft from there that's awesome. And did content creation come along with that when you first started? Or is it something that you kind of picked up recently that you really just have a passion for that you wanted to get into? You know, it's kind of funny. Like, um, I didn't have Instagram for a while. I actually, the Instagram account that I use, I actually made it so that I could compete in the GroDots competition. Uh... Okay. As part of like the DGC thing. But I had been like making some posts on like the website and stuff over there. Had gotten like some stuff up. You know, I've had a good amount of like dank nugs that they've like put on there now. So that's kind of really like where I got my start. But this has been pretty much all organic, I would say. Okay. That's always fun. It's kind of funny. like... Like, I literally started the social media to compete in the GrowDance competition. And it's here now. I mean, it's that's how kind of life uh, goes, man. It's like you just do certain things or put some energy out in one way and you kind of just follow that energy or allow those uh, doors to open and just kind of keep walking through those doors. But it's it's always cool to meet and greet um, new growers. And I was happy to see when you messaged me, I went and checked out your stuff. Um, I very much enjoy your Instagram. Your Instagram feed's awesome, man. I always enjoy seeing uh growers taking some really quality photos and videos and just like also share showcasing some knowledge and what they do for their growers so um or have you always grown organic or did you start like most growers and kind of grab whatever you could from your local stores so that's actually a misconception i'm not an organic grower <laughs> like, oh okay I, so okay. are you a natural or a salt grower so i'm synthetic or synganics i'm the best of both worlds Okay, so like parasynthetic in a sense, where you have some things that aren't synthetic and then you have some things that are synthetic. So to kind of break down my growth style, um, it all really starts with my soil. I have my okay. own mix. So I'm doing like 50% ocean forest, 50% happy frog. Okay. But I'll go ahead and mix those and just kind of eyeball it. You know, I'll throw maybe like 10, 15% added perlite. But then once I have that in like big, like 50 gallon storage tote, I'll put about a third. So like one to three with a purple cow 
non-manure active compost. Okay. Okay. But then and then are you adding anything else to that? Or is that what your, your soil mix is going to consist of? That's for the most part, for the most part, that's my soil mix. And then okay. from there, you know, using the recharge. So yes. doing the weekly microbe feedings, I usually like, like they say it's not necessary, but I still like to add a little uh, plantation blackstrap molasses in there. Yeah, I, I love blackstrap molasses. It's always great oh, yeah, for I mean, it doesn't microbials. Hurt. It doesn't hurt. And it offers okay. a bunch of different micro and macronutrients. That sucker has like over 40 in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most definitely. But then that's pretty much going to carry me through veg. Um, whenever I go into final container, like I do use the grow dots. Those are pretty nice. But I'll okay. use those more, I guess I would say, as like a base feed. Okay doing tablespoon per gallon. Now I wait until I get to about like maybe week two or three of flower. What I'm really looking for is like solid pistols, like not okay. just there and kind of scraggly, but to where they're coming in kind of like tough to where you can mm -hmm. like almost see the actual little bud forming. And yeah. And the bulbous shapes. Right. See those calyxes flexing mm -hmm. a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I'm really liking the new millennium additives at the moment, okay. but I mean, those are, you know, it's kind of, um, I guess it's debatable. Some of that stuff, whether it is organic synthetic, but I really like the Ruby fulvic. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the Playgren green sensation. That's under five, eight as well. Okay. I really like their silica. Uh, Ooh, silica is always a great addition just to add to your plants, man. Silica does a lot. And then, that's awesome. Of course, I'm finishing everything off with winter frost too. That's have you used that stuff yet? No, I haven't. What is winter frost? Amazing game changer. So you only use it maybe once or twice during your growth cycle, but okay. you do it a week prior to flush and it's only 10 milliliters per gallon hmm. but when you use it it basically cues plant senescence it's like a ripener a finisher so when you do it best thing to do is allow for a dry back afterwards but okay. you'll see um you can cut time off a harvest too so that's kind of another trick you can use with it if you got something that's going to go like nine weeks something else that's going to go 11 you can kind of finish them both in 10 you know okay so it helps ripen a little quicker if you need to ripen a little quicker it pulls oils out it pulls out crazy colors you really get like a way deeper fade with it okay i'll have to check it out and this is uh who makes this this is the millennium the new millennium yeah, that's under new millennium Okay, very cool. I'll have to check them out. I always like doing my research on uh, different nutrient lines right now. Right now I'm testing out. I have the cultured biologics line that I'm going to be running and showcasing. And then I have uh, Terra Vesco sent me their liquid vermicompost and some of their actual physical vermicompost. So I'm going to be testing that out and seeing what the microbials do for that. So um, I always like testing very out nice. nutrients. So I'll have to check that out. Um, what other, do you do any foliar sprays? Do you do any additional additives, PK boost or anything like that? Or, um, 
um, you try to keep it pretty simple with just your soil mix, adding things here and there like blackstrap molasses when you feed. Um, kind of what do you like to do? Do you feed every other one or are you more of like feed the soil and then water the plants most of the time? Um, I would say that kind of depends on if it's an auto or a photo period. If mm. so, like my extra like feed that I do, if yeah. it's an auto, I'm going to do that once a week and I'm going to do like a recharge, like a microbe feeding once a week and then, yeah. you know, water only in between. If it's photo period, I will do my bloom feed twice a week. Yeah, those photos like to sometimes get super hungry and really take in the yeah. food, man. I, I love seeing, especially if you're in like deep water culture, even if you're in soil, when the root mass is really just like super solid, man, you'll, I've, I've seen it just in deep water culture. Cause you could really see like the difference when they drink, uh, dude, I've had one kill a five gallon bucket in a day before. And it was the most craziest oh, thing wow. I've seen. I'm just like, man, you drank. Holy cow. Yeah, but dude, those photo periods love to drink. What's been some of your heaviest feeders in your garden? Um, one thing that I had that was really hungry was uh, the Nancy Marie Punch that was by Easy Days Cultivated. It's the hungriest plant I've ever had, but it was an oh. auto that took over a four, four by four tent. Okay, I'm actually or, working with uh, some of his reversal spray right now, so I'm going to have to check out some of his genetics. <laughs> yeah, he's got some pretty good stuff. You were asking me about PK boosters, though. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't do PK boosters, but to hit a little bit of extra bloom, it's actually kind of funny. Nobody's ever really asked me that before. Um, <laughs> what I use is the raw bloom powder. Oh. But I, I want to say that's like maybe like a 312-12 okay. or something like that. So it's pretty low, but mm -hmm. uh, I'll do like um, a teaspoon per gallon. But if I got okay. a five gallon bucket, I'll mix it. Like I'll have five gallons of water, but as far as the stuff I put in, I'll put it like it's for four gallons. I, that's what I do myself as well. Kind of cut it back a little bit so it's not as high as PPM or like right, right, right. Plus, I got the grow dots in there as the base feed, so you know what I mean. Yeah, you don't need the extra. Yeah. <laughs> that grow dots worked really well. And for those who have never heard of grow dots, because honestly, uh, I've only had—I think I've only had one other person on the new show that has talked grow dots. I've had—I've talked about grow dots on the prior show that I had the homegrown podcast and all that that I did. Um, but Scotty was on. I, I got to interview Scotty and Brett from Do Grow Show. So for those wondering oh, yeah. what he's talking about, about, about the actually a really cool guy. Yeah, he's super down to earth. Very, very down to earth. Has a really cool setup at his house. He has a really cool studio setup and just honestly pretty chill dude. Uh, definitely, I, I actually might be able to be talking to him for reviewing Ruderalis here soon. But um, for those listening, nice. Grow Dots is what the Do Grow Show actually puts out. It's like the um, line of nutrients. Uh, it's a microbial recharge for your, essentially for your uh, deep water culture uh, or your soil or cocoa or whatever you're using. It's a microbial boost and recharge for your plants. It's really really amazing it works really really good in soil setups um, i've seen some really great uh recharge plants from them and then the grow dots is the other thing right that he he has the grow Time dots released. as well yeah but the yeah. other thing uh with recharge too amazing for transplanting you oh, know that's what, I mean? what i've heard as well for the yeah. roots if you especially cutting clones or something before mm -hmm. you put them in the medium you can sprinkle the recharge on there or if 
I'm transplanting, I'll sprinkle recharge on the roots and I'll dust oh. my whole really good tube before I stick it in there. Okay, so that's kind of what I do with the great Mike Wyko. So it's like essentially you just oh, yeah, want to be. It's, it's the it's same, the same thing. It's microbial. <laughs> it's just a little I, different I've used recipes. Great white before too, but yeah. uh, right now I'm using recharge for everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I have used great white in the past. A little bit more pricey. I would say yep. they work about the. They honestly work about the same. Yeah, honestly, good microbials. Like that's the thing about it. There's there's nothing crazy about making a good microbial blend. Good mycorrhiza is good mycorrhiza. Hell, I've used fifty dollar mycorrhiza. I've used ten dollar mycorrhiza. I've used like thirty dollar mycorrhiza. Honestly, as long as you are feeding the mycorrhiza and the microbial life healthy, they respond pretty <coughs> rapidly. I think the only once you just get into like the higher price stuff, you're just getting into like the higher <coughs> dollar strains of like you know like right. the bacillus or whatever. They, like all the various strands of microbial life that's like super in depth i mean um, I'm, I'm gonna go with what works for me you know i mean yeah. if i can get something and it gives me the same results on a consistent basis then that's what i'm gonna run with you know what i mean but and that's the best thing to do with using it especially dusting the roots dusting the whole using a little bit when i water in you know what i mean yeah there's been times i've transplanted and the plant has not even skipped a beat it was yep. like it was in the same container the whole time. I love when that happens. It's the best thing ever. And and again, your your point to using what works. It's one that is the one thing I always talked about. Anytime I talk to new growers or I talk about like when growers ask me, oh, what product should I buy? Well, it's so variable. Like, what does your local garden center carry? What would you like to support? Who would you like to support? Do you like this nutrient line? Do you like how this one works? Like, there's so many out there that do amazing things, but it, it is like essentially don't fix something that isn't broken if you found right. something that works really well for your garden and it is a very healthy amendment to your garden and it is quality don't change it especially if it's working well and you're getting product every time yeah. that's the that's the big key because it's very rare that amendments work across the board so easily but it's nice to see that more companies like dude grow show or culture biologics or even great white um because they have like a king cat crab concentrate that's really good and they have some other products that are really good but even Terravesca, just these companies they're starting to go in agriculture more towards feeding plants across the board at a bare minimum rate rather than trying to pump these nutrient lines so heavy and full of all the containers that every time you feed you're like hitting the toxicity level like threshold for your plants so it is nice that these nutrient lines are more going towards like the suitable thing where you can pop a grow dot in an autoflower and a photo period and they're gonna eat you know they're not gonna be like overdone you know if you need more food for the other other, you can just pop another grow dot or or just add an amendment instead but then too like with uh auto flowers and grow dots sometimes they go a little too long that's actually another mm. thing that winter frost is really good for if you're okay. going with grow dot or even if you have something that's maybe like a shorter strain like they okay. some of the photo strains what are they now like uh, like six weeks sometimes those fast versions yeah man, like they'll hit it like 56 days i think yep. I've seen so, so it <laughs> goes longer and it's not a bad thing that you still got this like green healthy plant but it's like oh uh, you need to hurry up i <laughs> try to get <laughs> yep. fall colors but the winter frost literally turns off the grow dust like you can take the control back oh. I like it. So what's in it? Do you happen to know what's inside Winter Frost? Are you familiar with any of the ingredients inside of it? 
I'm not, but I'm pretty no sure worries. it's one of those things where it's like a proprietary blend. I do okay. know this to be a fact. It's a zero, zero, zero. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I wonder what it is. I'm now you've got, now you've got me curious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually kind of funny though. Like with, uh, the new millennium guys, they say that winter frost is the gateway jug. And that's kind of that's the best funny. part about it. It will work with any nutrient line. No, like no matter what you use as fertilizer, okay, you can use winter frost. But once people use it and see how well it works, that's usually when they'll try other parts. Okay, I'll have to message the new millennium yeah, guys on Instagram and be like, "Hey, Cortez told me that winter frost is gonna get me addicted." <laughs> hit up Jaren. He's actually pretty responsive. He'd probably hit you back. Cool, cool, cool. I'll have to definitely check them out. I always love uh, messaging new companies. Anyways, maybe we'll get them on the podcast, see what they're all about. Um, but aside from that, so it looks like you have a pretty dialed in garden. You're not running full organics, which is totally fine. For those listening, you don't have to run organics. I like organics just because it's easy for me to grab here where I live and I have access to just the yeah. shit to grow organic. But like, here's the thing. If you have products that work well, they're not, I'm not, I'm not, telling people to go use roundup here he's not using bayer or anything <laughs> right. like that full <laughs> disclosure um confession time i started off as a gh3 park grower okay okay all right that's fair full confession. i literally went off of um from seed to stoned or seed ah. what what is it seed to stone yeah yeah i believe that's the youtuber uh, like seed to harvest series and he had this GH3 part, but he had like a chart, but it was like the milliliters per week, like for the macro, micro, the bloom, oh, this much kale mag here. Oh, okay. And I literally just copied it. <laughs> like that's how I started what I'm doing now, but obviously I've evolve my craft a little bit yeah i mean that's what it's all about is like you find a mentor someone who you really like their style of growing or something that clicks with just in your brain your setup you start using those nutrients because i'll tell you what i'm not even remotely using the same nutrient line that i used to use when i first started the first nutrients i ever purchased in my entire life were vegematrix which was kyle cushman's uh line and it's okay. veganic form of growing which it works great in deep water culture it's just the terpenes don't ripen as much as i like organic like organics can do or you know par right. synthetics or even synthetics so that's just my whole thing with veganics and nothing against it but like um that's like a way of life type growing so like i took that and i was like you know what i like veganics but let me hit up organics and see what it does because then i can use like fish shit i can use like blood meals i, I can like use like all sorts of I things try them out yeah, fish shit's amazing. It and not even, good. even if you don't use the brand fish shit, just anything fish shit related is generally wonderful for your garden. I've, one of my dreams is to be able to have a large cichlid tank and actually do aquaponics one day. I love okay. seeing aquaponic plants. I don't know if you've ever seen some aquaponic plants, but they're gorgeous. One of my friends, local grower here, uh, I'm not sure what he does exactly, but he, he's got something going with this fish tank over there. <laughs> Okay. City farmer. Shut up. That's awesome. I mean, he's probably one of the cool things about fish tanks is like you don't need a massive one. Like you don't need like tilapias and like some six hundred gallon tank or something like that. You could do like a cichlid, like a your little house pet, like a ten gallon, and use the uh you know the water, and it's like has all that good stuff in it. But now. 
I have to, I, without without blabbing about cichlids too much in aquaponics, this this plant behind you has been staring at me for too long. So let's talk about this plant because I, I want to, I wanna, first off, I want to talk about the Dugros Cup and I want to talk about your entering into it and, and what your hopes and goals are for um, what they judge it on. So let's first off talk about what strain is that behind you and how long did it take to grow and um, what day will you be harvesting? So this behind me is actually an autoflower. This is from the Dark Owl collaboration. It's the Marathon OG. It okay. this one this is 65 days from popping from soil. Whoop whoop. And what size uh, container? 65. A tall five gallon. Tall. Ooh, that's cool. So it's the same width is like pretty much like a standard three gallon, but it's like 12 inches, maybe 13 inches tall. Okay, but that's, the that's nice actually really thing. cool. Not letting the autoflower taproot hit bottom. And I transplant twice. I'm going solo cup, one gallon. I have these. We got a fabric. transplanter. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I do. I do my best. I do my best autoflower work with two transplants. Good. I love hearing that. So many people give me shit anytime I post my transplants on YouTube. Not, okay, you know, the majority of people get it, but then I always got the dummies. Okay. Look so at it. It's this, so pretty. This, this literally about four feet tall. God, it's gorgeous. And the note spacing is really, really wonderful, man. It's very, very beautiful. What kind of smells are you getting off it? Just a funk. Um, it's still a little early to tell, though. And I'm definite, like, I can let this one go for a while. So I'm going at least okay. 84 days. I might push Ooh. it to 92, 93. But you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I don't want to make predictions now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go more by, like, what the plant tells me. But nope. I am to push this one a bit further. Oh, that's exciting. I'm definitely going to be checking on your Instagram to see all the trichome videos and photos got, that you decide to take. I got four of these, though, and it's four different phenos. Three of them are pretty similar. Okay. I got these just like big, redonkulous nugs, but one of them, pretty much same height as the rest. This is the tallest one. The rest okay. are still about somewhere like right here. Okay. But the other three, all about the same height other two got the same big nugs like this one but there's one that has these like smaller nugs but way more bud size and it oh. that one's the frostiest at the moment so it's oh, the runty wow. one i'm watching out for i think you know popped four auto flower seeds and then found that one unicorn so one out of the four is going to be that one that's just <laughs> Yeah, especially when they're showing that trichome production. Like I said, me, you know, that's that stellar product. Oh, I, Sometimes, boy, I can tell you, like, <laughs> that that one is going to be the one to watch. That, that one's be the one to watch. <laughs> I'm excited. And towards the end, that one will become like my little pet project. Do something with like the black background. You know what I mean? Ooh, I'll be seeing like all the trichome shots off the leaves and like looking at all the bulbous ones. Man, I love. I'll tell you what. One of my favorite thing about uh, trichome photography or just cannabis, just taking pictures of cannabis. I love, love, love seeing purple or anthocyanin inside of the trichomes man it looks so cool oh, when they get inside there it's so pretty i could see part of that on what i'm competing with in june at the dude grows cup 
Uh, I just, I actually just cut it down yesterday. It's the animal mint cake, and it's the, uh, it's a breeder's first time running a breeder's cut. It's the Tiki Madman. Uh, yeah, King Kong clones. That's awesome. So you got it from King Kong clones. Homie did got it from the homie. Nice, nice. That's legit. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. But yeah, Fucking Tiki Madman has some wild with that one. You know, I mean, like somebody gifted it to me, but that was pretty cool. No, that's amazing. T and you got a wonderful cut. That he's a hell of a breeder and he's been working his magics for quite some time. I've seen the uh I think it's the apple fritter um that he's made. I've seen now it's an apple strain that he's made. I've seen a couple of that. And then um damn, I don't remember the other tiki cut that I can't remember the other tiki cut that I used to see pictures of, but yeah, dude, every tiki cut I've seen is just frost of galore. Frost, 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 frost. And it's just beautiful colors, beautiful Frosty, frays. The one that I had, it was super purple. Ooh. Amazing smells. It was super gassy. But then okay. it kind of had like a vanilla. Mm. But underneath the vanilla was like a slight mint, but it was kind of like a chocolate mint. Kind of yeah. like, do you know the Andes? The little yeah. Andes chocolate mint kit? It was kind of like a mint like that with like vanilla and gas. Wow, that's so I can't wait to get a THC tested too. I wonder what type of numbers I'm going to do on that thing. I, I definitely got to see. I, I, got, I got to find out. Yeah, like, you, you have know, to. I mean, you have THC is not the end all be all, but I don't know. I guess that's kind of like how I stay competitive with myself. And then yeah. there's a local service. I can go to... Um, Brewing Grow on Kedzie, uh, okay. local hydroponic shop here in Chicago, mm. but they test it right in that, pay 20 bucks, get it tested. That's legit. It, that's it'll awesome. Definitely be, it'll definitely be worth the 20 bucks, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of how I like keep score with myself. <laughs> I mean, even like, of course, potency is not everything, but that is actually really cool to have locally because I wish I had, you know, I, I shouldn't say I wish I had that. I guarantee I have that shit locally. I live here in Colorado, but I just haven't looked right. up stuff because I'm, you know, I, I don't look up stuff because I'm lazy sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, I actually stumbled across it. Like I was in there getting some like dirt and like compost okay. one day, and they're like, the guy behind the counter was, like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we have the service. <laughs> so like, you know how they kind of suggest things to you and like hydroponics routine. It's like, hey, by the way, like you can bring your butt up here and we'll test it. <laughs> it's like, don't twist my arm, I will be back. Recreational <laughs> state. I mean, you know. <laughs> no that's awesome and that really like you said that is a good way to see where you are at as a grower because if you do grow the same strain and you're able to increase it two to five percent each time or at least a percent each time you know that you're dialing in your factors you know you're dialing in something to make the strain a little bit more potent a little bit better it's ripening um or you know creating more resin or trichome heads it's utilizing all those internal photosynthetic uh, per, uh processes and all that fun stuff so that's a that's actually really solid or if the numbers started going the other way if it started dropping off you might know that you've pushed a cut a little too long yep if you've cloned it and cloned it and cloned it and cloned it and i've talked about that in uh old shows I haven't talked about it on this show actually that just gave me a good idea for a podcast i probably should get back to that that's uh, a subject i haven't talked about in forever which is the process of continuing a mother the reason 
many growers will keep a mother plant alive for five, 10 plus years is because every time you clone from that plant, if you were to take that mother and you clone it out, and then you take that clone and you turn that clone into the mother, you're getting one generation away from the mother plant. And you can actually begin to see degradation in terpenes, cannabinoids, and trichomes. So that's actually something to watch right. out for. Then so like, that's, that's what I do with my mother is I'll grow them out to maybe like 18 inches to mm -hmm. maybe where I can get like a good 10 cuts just to make sure yeah. it takes, you know? <laughs> like if, if I can't get one out of these 10 cuts, like <laughs> I need to work in here to do something with my life. More YouTube. You know, <laughs> no, like, what, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> but you know, I'll get them to about 18 inches, just keep the lights low, just unless I'm about to do something with them, you know, then you can turn the lights up a little bit, get them going mm -hmm. crazy. No, that's, I, I love that. That's what I do with mine too. Cause I get like my mother's to a hedge line and then I just trim them at the hedge line and then I just allow the clones to just continue to blossom. And then I allow my mother's to go back. And then the, I've, I've been debating. So here's the whole, and you'll probably understand this debate over the years. It is a debate nowadays because I used to be all about organics and soil for mothers. Like as far as longevity of life of a mother in soil, they're like amazing, right? But then one of my buddies made a very valid point to me about hydroponics recently. It is so much easier now with organic hydroponics or even the part organic where you can like run microbials in your organic like or your hydroponic setups uh, to trim the roots and allow the roots to grow back on your mothers every so often. Really? And I and I was like, whoa, that's actually smart because then you're going to never end up with root rot and you will always have a healthy root system reestablishing itself. Isn't that crazy? I've never done <laughs> hydroponics, but I think I've heard of people using like, uh, and this is probably terrible, using like peroxide to trim the roots back. Yep. Yeah. So you can and clean the root system. So uh, depending on how much you use the hydrogen peroxide, you can technically like kill off some roots. But what most growers that I know do is so like you'll you'll trim your whole root ball off, but you'll leave like enough to where it's touching the water to obviously respout out, you know, um, and then you can do like a one milliliter to a teaspoon or a tablespoon, depending on how big your reservoir is of hydrogen peroxide. And you'll essentially like sanitize your water like give it like a little sanitary sterile kind of effect and you help clean your roots and like promote more o2 in the water which will help your roots actually come back faster now too much hydrogen peroxide will kill microbial life but a small amount will increase the o2 in the water i actually use hydrogen really? peroxide for uh germinating seeds i've heard of that okay yeah, I get a really good, if you have old seeds from like 1990, 1980, 1970, sometimes they can be like really rough. Just the shell pods can be very hard for the tap roots to break out of. So some, what some old growers will do, uh, old head growers will do is take like fine or uh, like really like 120 grit sandpaper, rub the seed shells a little bit with the sandpaper, and then they'll use okay. two thirds distilled water to a third hydrogen peroxide. And it'll help that O2 come out a lot more in the water and promote that tap root um i i usually don't have any issues i have a uh, two 1980 seeds coming in and i've popped a 1990 seed before i've never had issues popping them no kidding yeah so that's like a What's good your termination method so i Are use the i use the hydrogen peroxide yeah what do you do I do, I do pH water at 5.9. That's like my golden pH uh, 
like zone for seedlings um i'm in colorado so most of the time it's a little cooler here unless it's the summertime um so it's usually a seedling heat mat at 74 to 75 degrees fahrenheit that's a must and then it's nice man i love heat mats because they keep that water in the like the 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 seedlings that are soaking in it'll keep it warm um i soak my seedlings so i'll soak all the seeds for 24 to 48 hours in that two-thirds i have a heated seed mat that's got a thermostat on it so it knows when to turn on and turn off and i i have like a two degree range of like on yeah those are the best man. spider cool. farmer actually makes one that's really cheap and inexpensive they sent me one out a while ago and like i tested 30, it out off Amazon for the one I yeah dude they're not expensive you can get them for anywhere nowadays um so i do that i uh, i use the distilled water and the hydrogen peroxide that's what i do and then i just soak them they just usually after about 24 hours i'll have like half inch to full inch tap roots yeah. What about you? What's your germination method? What kind of what kind of germination method? Are you a simple paper towel kind of method? No. So so wait. I, I got to make another confession. Okay. I, okay. I don't pH. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. You're whisking it for the biscuit over here. I love it. Um, I, I haven't turned my pH pen on in over a year. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, you're going that, by what the plant tells you, and that's honestly awesome. And my tap comes out at seven o even all points of year Chicago city water. It, it just okay. works. It works for my situation. But you're um, like me. I like figured out my tap water is eight point always. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll soak in a couple dechlorinated water. Sit, okay. Let's sit for at least twenty four hours. Get it into the solo cup. I'm soaking for 24 hours and then I'm going directly into soil. But I'll poke a hole and sprinkle some recharge, get the mycorrhiza in there, you know what I mean? Cover it a little bit, water it in with a turkey baster. But I'm doing triple solo cups. So I got one, the first one's just like a sleeve, like it's cut down the seam, bottom's cut out. And that okay. one's going to be clear, goes into red solo cup, holes drilled at the bottom, and goes into another like whole just solo cup that connects as like a saucer. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's smart. So you can have your runoff water, you can have your back feed, and you're not losing any of the microbials or anything like that. That's very smart little uh, setup there. Making, I like that. I use making sure I, that I'm not oversaturating the dirt in the solo cup because then yes. you, your seed's not going to show. Yep. That's a, honestly that's a big one for people. Is like you can't oversaturate, and then you may need to make sure you don't let it also dry out. So it's like a perfect copy. And you don't want it to get seasons. too cold. Yeah, you need to make sure that it's nice and warm and happy. Seedlings are fun, man. Uh, it's that it's that stage where you're sitting there anxious as shit every day because you don't know if you just killed your plant or not. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you'll pop, you know, however many you're going to pop. So, you know, it's like five, whatever, you know. It's like, and okay, you, I'm, I'm going to pop these five seeds and then like this one might come up like 48 hours later and these two come up. And just when you count it out, it'll be day like four or five. Like <laughs> that last one will just come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's about to get up here. 
Okay. You're like, oh shit, what I didn't kill it. <laughs> it did live. Oh, oh, it's the best. And you it's always back and crazy. forth, you look like the Matthew McConaughey meme where Matthew McConaughey is smoking a cigarette. It's like that commercial where he's sitting there just rubbing his fingers the whole time in the car. You just don't know what's going on. You're just like, should I do this? Like, oh my God, bro. I literally feel like that's literally what growing is for the first like three weeks of your plant's life. It's literally just trying to like you it's it's over loving it that's honestly over loving kills plants so much <laughs> now, i've made this analogy before it's kind of like uh with parents when they have like their first kid they're kind of like helicopter parents are all over the kid but then by the time they have like a couple kids they're kind of like they know what to do they're like okay <laughs> You're seeing the videos of the brothers launching their sister or the sister launching their brothers. You're like, the kid, the parents like, eh, walk it off. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a veteran parent right there. It's essentially like a, that's, you know what that is in, in growing? It's when you uh, lean over. I guarantee there's at least 10 people going to be listening that has had this happen. You may have even experienced this. My favorite thing of, accidental mistakes in the garden is when you're training a plant you squat over and you break another plant with your ass that's my oh, yeah. favorite thing but that it I've depends done, on probably. how much you break it did you break it clean off or can i put some duct tape around it and make sure i give it some silica and, right uh, mycorrhiza real quick get that big old <laughs> knuckle forming <laughs> right no that's definitely, so true definitely though make sure the soil's not dry Let, let's go ahead and water that one till runoff let's let's give this one a little tlc <laughs> no, so done it a couple times. Oh. yeah you're, you're like every you're so every time you like, go in there you're like okay i'm gonna just pet this one nicely i'm gonna give this one a name now <laughs> no i love it that's, that's awesome. the one you don't even want to go by you're like trying to yep. get around it <laughs> And it just hulks out. It's going to be the one that hulks out and just, like, it decimates everything. Like, fu fungus nests come around. It just doesn't even flinch at him. It's just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, all right. So... This has been actually a very wonderful chat, just introducing you to the people, getting kind of your backstory of who you are. Now, I wanted to leave the last segment essentially for you to tell everybody where you, what your social medias are, what kind of content you make, what you do, what your whole, what the traction is and where you're going in the future and all that kind of fun stuff. And if you're going to any fun conventions or do girls cups. I don't know. You can let them know oh, yeah. here at the end. So be sure to tell them all your social medias, where they can find you and all that fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, definitely. What's going on, everybody is Cortez the Conqueror. Um, my name is the same across social media platforms, Cortez the Conqueror. Two main places to find me. Instagram's where I post the most content. I do have a YouTube as well. I got some stuff on there, but working on some more to drop on the YouTube. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, June 3rd. I'm one of the 50 competitors in the Dude Grows Cup. And I'm bringing that, uh, the Tiki Cut, the Animal Mint Cake. Whoop, whoop. 
I'm super excited, guys and gals. Please go give him some serious love. And that's Cortez the Conqueror with the K. I will put it up on screen, screen so nobody can mess up your name and they can find you uh, where you are and, and make sure. Because I have the same problem with Chronicles. You know, I spell it with a K, so people always mess right, it up. But right. I'm beyond and then excited. We're shadow banned, so you got to pretty much put the whole name in before we pop up exactly you gotta love that that's like the best thing ever or where your your conversations just magically go to the bottom of your messages and never get notified to you that's my favorite so uh yes definitely go check out cortez the conqueror go check out the dude grows cup in june i myself am going to be there with my fiance mary jane i'm gonna get her and i to skedaddle over to fort collins really cool place if you guys are in the area or you're going to go to fort collins or you want to take a trip out there and actually go hit us up and see it a really cool hiking place i actually was telling cortez has this uh horse tooth reservoir is really beautiful if you guys want to see some local places around there but definitely check us out at the dew grows cup uh are you going to be just walking around meeting greeting people and smoking and chiefing for the day while you're there yeah most definitely man i'm flying yes. friday <laughs> so i'm gonna get there the day before and then i'm flying back to chicago sunday morning okay well, that'll so be, be exciting. For like two days. It'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I'll have to come out. We'll have to kick it. Inside of uh, the Denver airport. I was there for like a two-hour layover one time. Catching a flight to California. Dude, it's a big airport. You can get lost in that airport quickly. <laughs> it's actually a really nice airport. Mm-hmm. It is. I, it, I, there's like, a... I didn't have to go outside of security to smoke a cigarette. I could go nope. into that... Uh, what is so it? Like, like outdoor space? Sky High Lounge or something? <laughs> yeah, where they have like the, it's like the ceilings like open or whatever, and you can just like sit there and hang out and smoke. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very beautiful airport. There's actually a ton of conspiracies about that airport. There's like a shitload of uh, oh, conspiracies right. about how like there's, uh, the, the airport was like $4 billion in total. And like, there's all sorts of like uh, levels that people say that were built. They, you, they're like underground levels and there's like a military base under it. There's, you know, aliens, you know, all sorts. It's fun conspiracy. If you look at, you want to get into conspiracies and you want to, you're going to have you to do, you do look up. You know what? There's this a good video actually. Some edibles and like, Yes. Yes. Eat some edibles. Go on YouTube, search the Y files, and listen to the Denver airport of the Y files. You'll you'll thank me. It's it's awesome. It's so interesting. Do it. I'm telling you, do it. <laughs> All right. So that was a really fun episode, gang. And I'm going to definitely have Cortez back on in the future. I, I got to keep up to date. I'll probably have you back on, man. We'll probably get you back on in another few months. After we see this Dugros Cup, how that goes. After we see some more of these fire-ass plants you got going in that garden. Uh, I'm definitely going to peep your YouTube and just keep, keep up with your uh, content. I'm really happy to have found a new content creator. And uh, I'm excited to see all the stuff that you do. Any new shows, any new stuff you do. And I hope everybody goes over and shows you some major love. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, everybody, please smash that like button. Hit that comment button. Hit that subscribe or follow button. Oh, it looks like we may have uh, lost Cortez the Conqueror. <laughs> uh, so be sure to hit that like button. Comment down below. Uh, it looks like he accidentally did disconnect. It happens to some of my guests. He might pop back in. If he does pop in, no worries. I enjoyed having a chat with him. It was a very fun time, Cortez, if you're watching this. Sorry, the uh, the internet just disconnected you there. That's never fun. 
Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this show up. I hope you guys enjoyed this show brought to us by Visionary Hydroponics and TMB Naturals. I am your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles podcast and YouTube on all major streaming platforms and uh, Instagram and all that fun stuff. Um, I'll be back every single week to teach you guys about cannabis. And in the, in the next week, I actually have a very fun subject to teach you guys about. I'm going to be doing a very special long form episode about how I go about breeding my cannabis and all of my knowledge about what I know about breeding cannabis. That's right. I'm going to be very transparent and open, unlike many of breeders out there. And and that's not a a slight to any breeders. It's just I, I like teaching people and I like being transparent and I think it'll be fun. I've been asked so many times how I breed cannabis, how I do my pollen stuff and all of that interesting and unique processes. So I figured I will go ahead and tell you guys. So that will be next week's episode. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow along so you don't miss out. All right. Much love. Happy growing and peace, everyone. Peace, everyone.